Invasion in Peril. Republic forces struggle to take Umbara, a hostile planet completely enshrouded in darkness. Jedi General Pong Krell and Captain Rex lead a battalion against a constant attack by a brutal enemy. Krell's aggressive and reckless strategies backfire, killing many clones. Despite the Jedi General's dangerous tactics, Captain Rex's squad successfully captures a critical airbase. This further fuels the mistrust of Krell's leadership, dividing his men. Once again, Bucketheads, Mavar Tigar. Welcome to the 141st tantalizingly, temptingly treasonous episode of MandoVision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. The best way to find us is, of course, on social media. We're at Mando underscore Vision. Twitter, Instagram, you can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share this show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert and if you get the time and the inclination, five-star reviews. So insanely helpful. And we appreciate it so, so very, very much. So thank you in advance for taking the time to do that. Welcome back. It's Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch. Whatever day it is. Maybe it's Monday. Maybe it's Friday. I don't know. <laughs> I've lost track already. How is everyone doing? Uh, we, are, we are in the midst of the Umbara arc. The... the Krell arc, if you will. We are we are in the middle chapters of this, and and uh, the clones have reached their breaking point with the insane battle strategies of one Jedi Master and General Pong Krell. Uh, so we're gonna pick up with that in just a moment because gosh darn it, this arc is just so incredible, and this episode in particular, you know, again the the, the clones are at a breaking point. Their their level of frustration with Krell and his uh, plans that, that just are getting them killed in such insanely high numbers. Uh, they've had enough of it. And we have to ask ourselves the questions, uh, you know, is it okay just to follow orders blindly? And uh, I think the clones are going to operate independently. <laughs> I think we all know the clones are going to operate pretty independently now. They're, they're sick of, of Krell and his garbage. But what's interesting here is the division in the ranks, Right. There are the a, a, a faction of the clones that are uh, maybe blindingly loyal to Krell in his plans, and so there's a division in the rank in the 501st. 
and that's something that's that's fairly interesting to talk about and, and to kind of get into. And obviously, obviously, this this episode is really underscoring the individuality of the clones to make their own decisions, to think for themselves, and and to act in what they feel is the proper, correct manner when conducting military engagements. Um, we know we've seen similar episodes. No, I shouldn't say episodes. In, in it's not an episode of Star Wars, but we've seen similar kind of like wartime uh, stories that that talk about. Uh, you know, blindly following orders in in, in in cases of morality, you know, doing the right thing and doing the wrong thing because you're being ordered to do so. Uh, this story is a little bit different because oftentimes when you when you get those morality morality stories, uh, it has to do with uh, uh, soldiers killing innocents or or, or crossing a, a, again a, a, an ethical boundary. Uh, this one is 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 different because it it has our troopers looking inward. Uh, in an effort to, to save themselves from terrible leadership that, that's getting them all killed. Uh, so again, there, I'm sure there are plenty of military stories out there like that, but I'm saying the most common one is the one when it comes to the, the ethics and the morality that it come, that, that, you know, of, of harming innocents in a time of war. And, and again, those are good. Those are good stories too. I'm not trying to diminish one for the sake of the other. This is just a different one. This is one of the, one of the more rare, uh, rare, war stories where they're looking at themselves and be like, we can't just follow orders blindly. We're all getting killed. <laughs> and you, again, you, there are some of those. I think, I think Bandit Brothers even had an episode like that. So uh, it, kind of in the same milieu, if you will. Uh, this week's episode, <clears throat> pardon me, my goodness. This is Plan of Descent, Season 4, Episode 9, original air date November 11th, 2011, directed by Kyle Dunleavy, written by, by once again, by Matt Mishnovitz, who is killing it with this arc. Our plot this week, Arc Trooper 5 disagrees with General Krell's strategies and comes up with his own unauthorized plan using captured Umbaran starfighters. Our cast this week, again, a small cast because Dee Bradley Baker is doing all the heavy lifting and just absolutely killing it as he's able to inject uh, so much life in, into each of these clones and, and make them uh, distinct and, and you know individualistic. You know, it's, it's not just, you know who's talking. You know who's talking. And does a great job with that. Uh, 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 Dave uh, Dave Fenoy back as Pong Krell. James Arnold Taylor is Obi Wan Kenobi. Matthew Wood is the Battle Droids, and Tom Kane is our narrator. Uh, Jedi fortune cookie for this week: the wise man leads, the strong man follows. And yeah, you know that's a that's a that's a bold statement. It's a bold statement to to kind of put into context for this show. My sort of interpretation of it is is that. Um, Krell is not wise, <laughs> and that's why there's a basically like a, like a mutiny sort of happening. I know they're not on a ship, but this is this is he's getting pushback from the soldiers. There, you know, they're putting their foot down. They're like, no, we're tired of dying for your uh, arrogance, your uh, ego, if you will. Um, and we'll talk again. We're going to talk about Krell as, as as this episode shakes out, and in particular next week as Krell's motivations for everything kind of become clear, kind of crystallized. Um, so it's going to be a, a really interesting show. But the other side of the Jedi, of this Jedi fortune cookie is also, you know, is Fives the wise man because he's the one who's willing to go against the orders and Jesse in hard case being the ones who follow him to engage in this plan. So uh, a lot to kind of think about in this episode, a lot to ponder Again, I think for a lot of us, I mean, we know where this goes. We know how Krell's story finishes up. Um, but it's still interesting to try, to try and watch these episodes and not think about that and see 
what kind of clues and hints we can get to with Krell. But let's go ahead and do it. Let's dive into the show. You know what that means. It's that time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. General Knoll, do you read me? Congratulations on your capture of the Umbaran Air Base, General. It's refreshing to have good news. There will be time for celebration when we've taken that capital. Yes, well, I'm afraid that's going to be more difficult than anticipated. Their attacks have increased, and their long-range missiles are forcing us to retreat from our positions. I was hoping we cut off their arms shipments and supplies when we took this airbase. It seems they're receiving new arms shipments directly from a supply ship orbiting the... General Kenobi? Having difficulty transmitting. They must be jamming our signals. Can't we destroy the supply ship? We're trying, but with little success. Their fleet outnumbers ours, and the extra ships we were promised have not yet arrived. We'll just have to take that capital regardless of the missiles. My battalion will meet you at the rendezvous coordinates. We cannot expect... I'm trying to get him back, sir. Don't bother. The enemy is jamming our transmissions. We're on our own. As you heard from that message with Kenobi, uh, and I should mention real quickly, um, again, we're seeing the differences of the Umbaran's technology compared to that of which the Republic has. Uh, you see that specifically with the hologram device that they use. It's very, very different from what we've seen in the past uh, for Republic vessels and, and bases and things like that. Uh, it's almost like this cube-based technology. Uh, really interesting visually. The sound's a little different, too. I don't know if that's because of the jamming effect that the Umbarans are employing, or if that's just a part of the, the nature of their te technology. Uh, but back to the message itself, you know, Krell is very quick to once again say, kind of like, damn the torpedoes. Uh, in this case, it's damn the ballistic missiles. You know, he's going to send his men, you know, to take that city, no matter what kind of weaponry they drop on, on the clone troopers. Uh, and General, and uh, Captain Rex is there, and it's sort of, uh, I guess, I guess he's not shocked at this point. But again, he he raises his eyebrows like, seriously, we're having, we're doing this again, huh? Like it's just no consideration for uh, the clone troopers themselves. It's it's all about victory at any and all cost. And again, I'll go back to what we've talked about before. Krell's behavior is so un Jedi like at this point. And, you know, I think we've, we've picked up on the fact that the Jedi do not have much in the way of oversight as far as like, hey, let's, let's bring in the Jedis every now and again, have a little, little uh, chit-chat, see where they are mentally. Because I can't imagine uh, the hows and why the, uh, of Krell still being in the Order with this just complete lack of compassion, which is so intrinsic to a Jedi's existence, uh, you know, just to so willingly diminish those within the force itself um and again I've, I've, I've talked about it before we will talk more about krell's motivations in the next week in the next week's episode when when all is sort of revealed about what's going on with him but I, I, the fact that it doesn't raise more alarm bells with his jedi comrades obi-wan and kenobi in obi-wan kenobi in particular here because they're there he's right there and and, and he has to kind of sense, I mean, if, if Obi-Wan's attuned to the Force in any way, he's got to be able to sense Rex's distress about the situation. They've been in contact enough. They know each other well enough. Uh, Kenobi should be able to pick these sort of things up. And I don't want to pick on Obi-Wan because I love Obi-Wan Kenobi. But, again, the fact that Kenobi hasn't raised eyebrows at Krell's tactics to this point is a little surprising. And perhaps the Jedi 
because they're sort of blinded in the force, they're also blinded by uh, Krell's results, quote-unquote, that he's gotten, despite the high casualty rates that he's incurred to get those results. Uh, but Rex knows this is going to go over well with the, with the troops, with the boys, with the men, when he relays the message, and it does not. So I'm going to play a big chunk of their conversation. Uh, I'm gonna, I, I will probably break it up at some point because it is a big, long exchange, but I think it's really important to hear the, the clones and their differences of opinions, even amongst themselves, of what to do about Krell in, in this situation. Uh, because, again, they are, they are bred to be more amenable to following orders, but even that, that, that sort of training, that sort of uh, in, in, inborn, innate you know, uh, a compulsion to follow the orders given to them by their superiors, even they have to rebel against this because they know it's, it's ridiculous. It's completely suicide, uh, suicidal. And, and they, you know, they don't want to just throw their lives away. They, they value their lives. They are not, uh, they are not disposable beings. All right. They, they, they exist within the force as master Yoda taught us in the very first episode of the show. And, uh, you know, more to the point, I, I think it's, it's important to, to, I sort of wonder, I shouldn't say more to the point, but what I would like to wonder about, what I'd like to sort of speculate about is if the Gen 1 clones like Rex and like Fives uh, and, and, and some of the ones that we know have, have uh, were sort of, sort of like some of the first ones on the line, uh, if they are different than some of the later models, like the Gen 2s and the Gen 3s, who maybe are still a bit more... Uh, you know, have like a, a more updated programming that, that kind of keeps them in line a little bit more. You know, we all know about the inhibitor chip that that's going to be... Not, it's not an inhibitor chip, is it? I stole that from something else, an inhibitor chip. That's from Star Trek. <laughs> but the, we all know about the chip in their head that's going to flip on when Order 66 is, is, is issued by Emperor Palpatine. And that's going to that's gonna change everything, right? But it's sort of been intimated in, in material from Star Wars, that, that the Gen 1 clones in particular, uh, they had a bit more independence in them than some of the later models, some of the later uh, uh, generations that came after them, and as, as sort of the, the Kaminoans refined the cloning process and, and sort of you know made adjustments on the fly to, to what they were seeing and the reports they were getting, the information they were getting back from the Republic and the Jedi and, the, and everybody else. So I, I, I sort of wonder, they don't, go to, they don't really get in too much into that in, in this particular uh, arc, but it is something to sort of consider. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Let's go ahead and get into the conversation here as Rex has to bring the bad news to Fives and the rest of the 501st. Actually, before we get to that conversation, I want to go ahead and play uh, Rex, Rex's sort of final attempt to appeal uh, to, to more sound strategic planning that will be uh, less costly in the amount of uh, lives of his brothers. Uh, but Krell, as Krell being Krell, is what we're going to see here. Let's check this one out. Have those containers searched and all weapons prepped and loaded. Have the battalion ready to move out in 12 hours. We're advancing on the capital. Sir, should I try to get a message to General Kenobi? Shouldn't we coordinate our attack, especially in light of the recent threat? General Kenobi has his hands full. Same as us. We need to throw everything we have at them. Now! We'd be marching into a blast zone, sir. Blasted insurgents. I realize you haven't agreed with all my strategies, Captain. 
But you are smart enough and loyal enough to obey my orders. Now prep those troops! So there's Krell once again uh, showing that he will not be questioned. He will not take suggestions from the clones, who he clearly finds himself to be superior than. And, and again, there's, there's no having a conversation with him that, that would force him to question his strategies and his decisions. Again, we will get to the hows and whys of that in next week's show. But it's got to be frustrating for Rex to go from a commander like Anakin Skywalker, who uh, sort of thrives in an environment of of a lot of input, a lot of suggestions, and, and sort of you know going on the fly, right? Anakin's a very seat, seat of his pants kind of general. Uh, Krell, again, as he, as he established in the first episode, is, is by the book, uh, and he does not again does not suffer the 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 sort of in any sort of disobedience, right? Any sort of questioning of him. It's it's all about control for for him. He wants total control of these clones. For for him, uh, he he's, he treats the clones like what, what we've alluded to in the past. Like he treats them as a total slave army. There's no voices, no opinions. There's there's just supposed to be blind obedience uh, from the clones at this point. So the fact that he's having to engage in these conversations with Rex, calling his plans into question, is something he's not like very, very much. And and again, we'll get into all the hows and whys of that next week, but all the signs are there. This is bad, bad, bad. And, and Rex, as we know, you know, ever the loyal so- soldier, is going to be put in a really bad position here, uh, especially as the descent amongst the 501st really begins to build here. Uh, in this next conversation that we will play now. Those missiles have a hundred megaton yield. We won't even make it to the Delta. What can I do? I've tried to reason with him. Those are the orders. Great, another suicide mission. The capital is too well armed. Why does it seem like he has it out for clones? I think you're all overreacting. Obviously, General Krell knows what he's doing. Do you really think he doesn't care if he loses men? I'm not saying that. But I do think his desire for victory has blinded him to the fact that there are lives at stake. I've never seen a general with these kinds of casualties. He's out of control. He is not acting like the other Jedi. He has no respect for us. Listen, I don't agree with him either, but I don't have a better plan. What about using these starfighters to destroy the supply ship? Our fleet has been trying. The Ambarans have it as protected as the capital, but we've got their access codes and their own hardware. You're able to crack it? Mm-hmm. We can sneak right past their blockade. Get where our ships can't. If we take out that supply ship, then we cut off arms to the capital. So Fives comes up with what I think is a very, very Anakin Skywalker-esque plan of using the enemy ships against them to infiltrate the supply ships. And Rex seems to go for it. Rex seems to think, like, hey, this is a good idea. This is, this is uh, potentially minimizing casualties. This is this is you know it's it's got a stealth element to it, it's it's a sneak attack kind of thing, uh, it it has all the hallmarks of an Anakin Skywalker plan, so they they like it they, they you know this is sort of like this seems like a viable option to them, but now when Rex goes to present this to Corell, he's gonna blow all sorts of holes in it, and you know some of them you may find logic based, but mostly like again this is about Corell being in control, and that's what that's what we're trying to establish here. Sir, 
With all due respect, might I suggest another option to help us secure the capital? What would that be, Captain? My men have cracked the Umbaran codes. With the Starfighters, we could sneak past the supply ship's defenses. We take it out, we cut off the arms to the capital. And who do you propose would fly these Starfighters? Are your troops now pilots? My men may not be pilots, sir, but they are able to learn and adapt quickly. A few of them have already demonstrated that. I'm afraid I can't afford to waste any clones on frivolous adventures. We're going to need everyone to take the capital. So there he is, t denying everything, deny, 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 keep control, follow the plan. This is uh, the only way it works. Now, maybe he sees a flaw in this plan because the clone troopers are not pilots. And the, the, he probably assumes that the learning curve on learning to pilot these ships is going to be more severe than they're, than they're uh, thinking here. So I don't think he's completely unfounded uh, with, with, that, with that train of thought. But it's such a better plan than just throwing all these troopers up against the wall where they're going to get annihilated by these missiles, by these, you know, it, it's just crazy. Uh, so it's rather funny when he, when, he, when he mentions to Rex, he's like, I can't afford to waste clones on these frivolous adventures. It's like, dude, all you're doing is wasting clones. You are getting so many of them killed. You are, you are blinded, as, as I think it was Jesse who says it in, in, the, in the previous sequence. He's blinded by his desire for victory and, and these results. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is not a good look for Krell. Let's go ahead and check out Rex delivering the, the final blow here that, that the new plan has been rejected by the general. The assault on the capital will continue as planned. So that's it? We just march into those missiles? Oh, there's another option. We go ahead with our plan and suffer the consequences. You would be court-martialed. If it were up to me, and we had the time and the training, I would say do it. But it's out of my hands, and the truth is, you are no pilots. Come on, if Hardcase can fly one of these things, we all can. Yeah, he wasn't really flying. More like avoiding crashing. We'll be blasted out of the sky before we get anywhere. Not if we're in their fighters. No one's gonna be shooting at us. <clears throat> Here comes Dogma. Uh, what's going on? Uh, nothing. Not awkward at all when Dogma enters the room. Now, Dogma is the one who earlier spoke up in defense of Krell and his plan. So, again, there is division in the 501st. Not everyone is is uh, all up for, for, for you know, a mutiny and, and committing treason by not following these orders. Uh, so they have to be very, very cautious, this small kind of contingent of troopers who are considering moving... Uh, counter to the orders they've been given by General Krell. And, and Dogma is the one who uh, is uh, the most likely to snitch. Let's put it that way. <laughs> because that's exactly what he's going to attempt to do later in the episode. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Always be careful of the snitch in the group, right? So I want to play another sequence right after this uh, as Rex leaves the room and Five chases after him because I think this is really a really telling sequence. Uh, again, just really important stuff between this con in this conversation as the clones are sort of attempting to figure out the right thing to do here is it is it the blind loyalty is it following orders that you know are terrible or is it is it independent thinking getting the job done but in a different way to save lives to save the lives of many many more people uh, so let's go ahead and check out the sequence between fives and rex this is about more than just following orders 
It is. It is about honor. Where is the honor in marching blindly to our deaths? It is not our call. We are part of something larger. We are not independent of one another. I'm sorry. I cannot just follow orders when I know they're wrong. Especially when lives are at stake. You will if you support the system we fight for. I do support it. I do. But I am not just another number. None of us are. Fives, where are you going? To round up some pilots. So five grabs, hard case, and I think Jesse at the same time. And they're going to head down there and they're going to try to get some training in on the down low. But they're doing it amongst other clones. And one of the other clones is Dogma. So when things begin to go awry, because hard case is having a hard time, like he did last episode, uh, flying that ship around the hangar, uh, Dogma rats him out. Hits the alert that, that there's a disturbance in the hangar. And Krell wants to know what the heck is going on. And this is sort of like the, the moment of levity in the episode, right? Like, there's, there's these are pretty heavy, this is a pretty heavy arc with not a lot of humor in it. But this conversation that Krell's about to have with Fives, who he doesn't know is Fives, by the way, uh, because he can't be bothered to learn anyone's names. <laughs> Though he doesn't know all their numbers. But again, he doesn't recognize the difference between many of these clones. He, I think he just sees them as one one disposable thing. He doesn't think of them as individuals in any sense. Uh, but this scene, uh, very reminiscent of, of Han Solo on the Death Star. So let's go ahead and check this out. The, like, the one light moment of the show as as um, as Hardcase is just just doing a terrible job trying to fly this Umbaran ship and is causing all kinds of chaos in the hangar and it will only get worse as it goes on. But let's just, so let's just go ahead and check it out. Trooper, what's going on down there? Hey, hey I, I got this. Uh, yes, sir. Everything's fine in the hangar, sir. Uh, nothing's out of control down here. Then why have the alarms been triggered? Ah, oh, uh, it's uh, just a drill. A safety drill, sir. Safety check occurs at 0600. Who authorized this drill? Ah, uh, we are decrypting the alien hardware, sir. A standard operating procedure. Who is this? What's your CT number? Eventually, Hardcase is able to get control of the ship uh, after firing a uh, ballistic weapon at the hangar doors uh, and causing all kinds of chaos in there. But eventually, he does get control of the ship, kind of sort of seems to have figured out how to fly the thing and sets it back down again. Five's not real happy with the situation because obviously Quirrell's been alerted to their presence in the hangar and what they're doing here. Uh, what is interesting next is Krell coming to the hangar, and here's where you get Hardcase and Five's uh, just blatantly lying to Krell. And again, in a chain of command situation, that's not exactly a good look for you. <laughs> um, but I, again, I want to kind of show because again, the, the, the clones are committed at this point. Fives and Hardcase are committed to this action, this course of action. And again, because they deem it to be the more uh, feasible plan that will save more lives of the, of the other clone troopers instead of just getting everyone killed pointlessly in, in, in a siege that will not work at all. So they are willing to blatantly lie to their commanding officer. No harm done. Explain this now. Sir, we were decrypting the enemy craft when what appears to be an enemy booby trap went off. A booby trap? Yes, sir. The fighter went haywire, and had I not been able to get control of it and aim the missile at the doors, something worse might have happened. Is this true? 
Uh, yes, sir. That is what happened. No doubt. So the look on Rex's face, he knows that's not what happened. But this this uh, lie also seems to, under, seems to under, under, underline Krell's argument for not putting the clone troopers in command of the starfighters. And he's going to throw that right in Rex's face right now. Well, Captain Rex, looks like I was correct. The Umbaran fighters are dangerous and not fit for flight. But, sir, we now know how they work. We just need practice. Lock down these fighters. I don't want anything else exploding. Nice work. Now we know how to fly them, and we won't be able to get near them. Oh, come on. That won't stop us. It's just procedure. We can sneak in and be out before Krell knows anything. I thought the plan was to destroy the enemy ship with the fighters, not blow up our own hangar. Look, I agree we should go through with this. So are you two volunteering to be my pilots or what? I'm in, regardless of the consequences. Flying these fighters beats blindly walking into a bunch of missiles, so I'm in. We just need a plan. Already got one. General Skywalker blew up a droid control ship when he was just a kid, and he told me the trick was hitting their main reactor from the inside. Oh, well, that won't be so tough. And there you go. Nice Phantom Menace callback for y'all. Uh, pretty interesting that they're going to employ the same tactic as a young Anakin Skywalker did against a droid control ship. Uh, in this case, to destroy the supply ship of the Umbarans. Very, very crafty plan. All right, so let's get to the next important sequence here. There's a lot of them in this episode. This episode is insanely uh, complex and, and just has so much really great dialogue in it. Matt Mishnevitz really wrote the heck out of this script. So I, I'm playing, I feel like I'm playing the entire episode for you and I'm just interrupting it to talk. <laughs> so I urge you to go watch the episode if you haven't done so. But here we're going to get uh, Fives, Hardcase, and Jesse are going to approach Rex and kind of fill him in on what's going on. And Rex is going to have to kind of be honest here about what he's going to have to do uh, in, in, in this case. Like he's in he, Rex's Rex, he's going to turn a blind eye because he's loyal to his his, his brothers. Um, but he he says it right up. He's like, I can't help you once you get caught. Fives, what are you doing out here? You should be in the barracks. I found my pilots. We're going after that supply ship. Are you out of your mind? It's a suicide mission. Not to mention against orders. It's the right thing to do. We have to try. It sounds like you intend to go through with it. If you're going to try to stop us, we need to know. I can't help you when you get caught. I understand, sir. So Hardcase Fives and Jesse go about their plan to steal the Umbaran Starfighters to launch their plan and go against the orders of General Krell. Uh, in the meantime, back in the barracks, uh, Dogma is going to wake up and notice that a couple clones are missing. And again, I don't... Uh, I want to play this sequence mostly because I just think it's... I, I want to show Dogma's train of thought here, like why he feels compelled to to snitch to the general about the situation. So let's go ahead and check this out too, because again, I like having this this other view from within the 501st of, of, of kind of showing the descent within the ranks even that you know not every soldier in the in the squad feels that they have to go against the general's orders despite the sheer insanity of them hey top wake up 
What? I'm trying to sleep. Where are they? Who? You know! Don't tell me they're going to disobey orders! What? I didn't say that. You know we have to tell the General. No. No, 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 you can't. We have to tell him. If we know what they're up to, and we keep our mouths shut, then we'll be complicit in their insubordination. Do you really want to be court-martialed? All right, so back on the ground, Rex sees the Starfighters take off, and he knows that the plan is underway. Uh, let's check in with our... our uh, <laughs> wannabe star pilots here as they're getting the hang of the Umbaran ships. And uh, the first real hiccup in the plan as they, as they achieve the, the low orbit destination that they're looking for, um, and they find something they did not expect. These things are trickier than I imagined. I hope this is a good idea. Well, it's better than Krell's plan. You know, I'm only doing this because I don't like him. There's reason enough. <laughs> I'm just doing it for fun. So you can tell from the, that sound right there, they found themselves in a battle. Republic forces engaged with the Umbarans and the Separatists, uh, as Obi-Wan Kenobi said they would be. But the Fives and them assumed that there would be nothing going on, and they could just sneak aboard the ship, no big deal. Now they got to contend with potentially getting shot down by Republic forces, or being spotted by Umbarans. Uh, so the, the, the amount of risk has gone up considerably than what they were expecting to with this plan. Uh, but this is where the, the real, you know, we've had a lot of drama for the first 10, 15 minutes of the episode. Uh, now we get to the action-packed stuff as as Fives and his team attempt to to infiltrate the base, excuse me, the ship, and destroy the reactor from within, a la Anakin Skywalker in A Phantom Menace. So uh, they will not go undetected, though. You know, the battle droids on board recognize uh, clones flying the Umbaran ships. They are lured to their presence, the strategy droid in charge will activate the ray shield so they can't just fire their missiles and get the heck out of there. And ultimately, it's going to come down to hard case, making making a a a, 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 a big... What's the word I want to use here? <laughs> he makes the choice to sacrifice himself to save his brothers because uh, this is this is a very... Um, needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one moment for, for Star Wars here. And uh, yeah, hard case is going to make the hero play right here. But before we get to that, we have to have the moment where Rex intercepts Dogma and Tup on their way to report to General Krell about the missing troopers, who I'm assuming they will connect the dots that they're the ones that sold the ship. Now, also at this point, you have to figure Krell's kind of aware that some troopers stole the ships. <laughs> and someone's going to pay the price for that. And if he wanted to do a head count, he probably could figure it out pretty quickly. But again, a good moment of, of Rex standing up for his men, even though they are in violation of orders. Uh, he's not going to abandon them, and he's not going to let uh, let Dogma and Tup here rat them out to the general. I asked you a question, troopers. We are going to speak with the general, sir. Regarding what? A personal matter. Why don't you tell me, and I'll report it to the general? On second thought, sir, it's not important. Yeah. 
That's what I thought. All right, so let's go back up to the supply ship, check in with Hardcase Fives and Jesse. As the ray shields are up, they can't penetrate the reactor core now, and Hardcase is going to have to improvise here as, as the battle droids come, come a-blasting at them full, full bore, and it looks like this plan is going to go awry, except for Hardcase's improvisation skills. Can't turn back now! Hardcase, get back on your ship! Trust me, I got a plan! This is for the 501st! Don't wait for me! Hardcase, no! You've disobeyed enough orders today, sir. Follow this one! Get out of here! Final hardcase. We better leave. Live to fight another day, boys. Live to fight another day. All right, there we go. That's that's the play right there. Hardcase uh, walks an explosive device from the Umbaran ship uh, around the ray shield. There's a little hallway, a little corridor next door. Maybe a little convenient as far as plot things go. But it serves its purpose, right? It's just a little access corridor. But he's able to get the weapon in there, and then he... he is protected by the ray shield from that point, so the, the, the battle droids can't shoot him at that point, and he's able to launch it into the reactor core by hand. And uh, here we get a scene, the sequence very, very familiar, like when Anakin's try attempting to fly out of the droid control ship in Episode One, uh, except this time it's, it's Fives and Jesse in the Umbaran starships. And, yeah, it's not going to go well for them when they get back on the planet. They've, they've successfully accomplished this mission now, but it will not go... Uh, Krell is not going to reward them for their ingenuity and their improvisational skills. Uh, he will... He's going to be Krell. Let's check it out. You wanted to see them, sir. Indeed. It seems they have accomplished a very brave act. Unfortunately, they've also committed a serious crime by directly disobeying my order. With all due respect, sir, the order to attack the cargo vessel was mine. If there's a punishment to be given, it should be directed toward me. I'm their commanding officer. General, sir, Captain Rex is attempting to take the blame for actions that were clearly mine. Fives! I request that his admission of guilt be denied and full blame placed upon me. Oh, do you? You willfully countermand my direct order. And now you have the audacity to request who should bear the punishment of your insurrection! Let me be clear about the punishment for the treason committed by Arc Trooper 5555 and CT 5597. They will be court-martialed. They will be found guilty. And they will be executed. Make no mistake. For crossing me, you will pay the price. Boom. And again, you cannot help <laughs> but think, what kind of Jedi is Krell? For crossing me, you will pay the price? I mean, <laughs> he may not be a full-blown Sith, but he's dealing some absolutes right there, buddy. Let me tell you that. Holy smokes. So Fives and Jesse are in deep poodoo at this point. And you have to wonder how they're going to get out of this. 
We have one more episode in the Krell arc, in the Umbaran arc. And let me tell you what, it's it's a real showstopper of an episode. And I cannot wait to talk to you all about it. This episode is bonkers bananas. I love it so, so much. I love all the internal uh, conflict within the 501st. The clones uh, disagreeing, arguing about the the loyalty and honor and following orders and, and you know, blindly following orders and marching to their death, you know, for for this guy's ego, essentially. It's it's really, really great stuff. It's it, this arc is so insanely strong. This is this is like nine and a half buckets in this episode because of uh fives and and his determination to save the lives of his brothers by risking it all, by going against orders. He knows the price is going to be paid. You know, he doesn't, maybe in the back of his mind, he's got something going on, like, well, maybe Krell will back off if this works. Uh, but that's not what he says. He says he's going to come back and pay the, the, take the consequences. And that's exactly what's going to happen here. But, again, by doing this, he has saved so many clone troopers from, from getting killed needlessly in a siege against the city against these ballistic missiles uh, that are, that are, um, you know, with a hundred megaton yield, that that it's it's to him it's worth the sacrifice. It's just in the same way that for hard case it was worth the sacrifice to make sure that ship got destroyed. Uh, now he doesn't have to live to see the consequences, but he did die. So I guess that's about an even trade right there. But again, he's doing this. It's 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 a selfless act to save their their brothers uh, from just these, these suicide missions that Krell keeps putting them on. And next week we'll get a chance to, or I'm sorry, in the next episode, we will get a chance to talk more about Krell and and what's going on with him, why he's motivated to do these things. Uh, again, I urge the Jedi to consider oversight. Uh, you know, a psych evaluation every 6 to 12 months or so, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, it seems like the stress of the Clone Wars has definitely gotten to Krell. <laughs> um, but again, we know what's happening with Krell, and, and we will ex- try to explore that a bit in a bit more detail next episode. Uh, so please stay tuned for that. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. And and this Umbaran arc is just, it's just so good to revisit this one because this is just top-notch stuff here. And I love it so, so, so much. Uh, I want to correct one piece of information. I have been speaking um, incorrectly about the, uh, I, I've sort of been insinuating that the Bad Batch is coming back in May. And I remember that being a rumor a few months ago. And for some reason, I still thought it was, I still thought it held true, and it's not. It's the Bad Batch will not be back in May. Uh, they're speculating that it'll come back sometime after Kenobi, and between Andor is the current speculation for that. Uh, so we're not in quite the rush that we were initially to kind of get through season four of Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Uh, but I still want to get back to the two weekend episode track. So, so hopefully you're hearing this, and it's one of two episodes for the week. And, and that is the plan of action for now. If things change, I will keep you all posted. But please uh, forgive my, my, uh, my, my ignorance in that situation. I, like I said, I read something months ago, and I didn't bother to, to, to verify it. I took it to be true, and, and that's a mistake. I should have known better. Never trust the Internet, kids. Never trust the Internet. All right. Let's go ahead and get out of here. I want to thank the official Men Division Maniacs, who uh, without them... This show doesn't sound nearly as good as it would. Wait, <laughs> I misspoke. This show doesn't sound nearly as good as it as it as as it. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say now. I lost my train of thought. I totally crashed that 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 train. 
Uh, this show wouldn't sound good without them. Let's put it that way, all right? Thank you to the current Patreons, the Aspenel Chody, the Batman of Bayho, Jeff Nail. Jeff has the Ring in Your Music podcast. Please check them out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squid Master General Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil Mark Wagamer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn Brian and Krista of Pride Brewing Company here in San Diego and Baltimore, Maryland, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops, the Silent Assassin, he who should not be named, and Syndicate Ram, co-host of Come On, It's Still Good. If you want to be a Men of Vision Maniac and gain access to sweet, sweet, sweet bonus content, head on over to patreon.com forward slash MandoVision. Sign up and get all those sweet, sweet perks. Uh, there's probably a Batman review on there by now. So enjoy that. All right, let's go ahead. One more reminder. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at uh, Mando underscore Vision. Email the show MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you are liking, subscribing, following, and sharing the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. And remember, if you have the time and inclination, five-star reviews. So awesome, so helpful. So thank you in advance for taking the time to do that. All right, let's get the heck out of here. We'll see you very soon. We're going to finish this uh, Umbaran and, 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 and Krell arc of the show, which is just so, so good. And we're going to close it out with style. Trust me, it's going to be a big one. All right, I'll talk to you all soon. Take care of each other. Be awesome. Be rad to each other. Be excellent to each other. And we will talk very, very soon. Remember, this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.